We have in the Persian Gulf the biggest threat to global economic stability since the banking crisis of 2008. But what does this exposure mean to the global supply chain? I'm Matt Mantione at TI National Headquarters, and we are pleased to welcome you to the Transportation Intermediaries Association's TIA Delivers Podcasts. TIA, the trusted voice for third-party logistic companies of all sizes. Thank you in advance for joining. Today, we are talking to Noel Perry, the rare economist specializing in transportation and TIA's chief economist. As a veteran of several of these events, Noel will outline the dimensions of the crisis and translate them into specific implications for supply chain professionals, ranging from gyrations and fuel surcharges to threats to product delivery. And thanks to our podcast partner, truckstop.com, for their support in bringing this conversation to you. With 25 years of experience helping all sides of the freight community grow and prosper, truckstop.com is leading the way with today's freight innovations. Join us. We're in it for the long haul. All right, we are ready to go, and Noel wants to dive right into the current marketplace and talk to you about why should the 3PL industry be worried about oil politics. Here we go. So, Noel, what's going on in the marketplace? Well, fortunately, we have the really good data from truckstop.com on the spot market. And what it says is that the market, uh, from a capacity standpoint, is pretty stable right now. It's a lot lower than it was a year ago, but of course, that was spectacular. So not much has changed, really, um, since this time last year. It fell, as we all know, and now it's staying in the same thing. Bumps up and down a little bit, but not much. And if we look at prices, prices were falling, um, reflecting the fall we had a year ago. But now um, they have stabilized, too. There's a little bit more action in um, in the... Uh, reefer market, but not much is happening. Now, importantly, the carriers are concerned because prices have fallen below cost. And so if you ain't getting your cost down, things are pretty rough. It's not like it was in 09, for instance, but it's as bad as it was in 15. So what I can say, uh, Matt, is that the market is stable, but it's a little troubling if you're on the spot market side. Thanks, Noel. We appreciate that update. So let's get to the main topic of the podcast. Why should the 3PL industry be worried about oil politics? Well, I'm going to answer to you with a little story, um, Matt, a, um, an example. Uh, in my garage is a $1,200 snowblower. And yet, in central Pennsylvania, where I live, it snows about four times a year, and usually the snow is maybe four inches. So why the heck did I spend 1200 bucks for this fancy three-cycle machine? It's on, on some future podcast. I'll explain what those three cycles are. Well, here's the reason. Because we're near the ocean, every three years or so, we get one of those northeast storms, and it, and it could dump two to three feet of wet snow on my property. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have this big snowblower, I'd be stuck in the house for four days. So now I don't have to worry about whether it's going to snow or not 
tomorrow because I've got this wonderful snowblower. It's an insurance policy. And it's the same thing to look at economics and energy prices. Why we should be concerned about energy right now is because there's a chance of that big storm hitting. It probably won't happen, but if it happens, we won't be able to get out of the house for five days unless we've prepared for it by getting a snowblower. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with the geography of the Persian Gulf and oil geography. It turns out that 23% of the world's crude oil supply, used to be higher, is produced in the upper Persian Gulf. And in order to get to market, most of it has to pass a, a place called the Straits of Hormuz. And on one side of those straits mm -hmm. is Iran. And they have, they've threatened, and they've actually fired some missiles that tankers gone through there. And it's possible, it's conceivable that they could close that strait to traffic for a week, a two, a month, something like that. And if that happens, then I'm going to tell you in a minute that prices could get, crude oil prices could get above 300 bucks a barrel. That's why we should be concerned. Interesting. So, Noel, how could the real price of oil have been that high? Well, here's the, the data. If you remember back, well, you probably don't unless you're old like me, but in the <laughs> 70s, we started the 70s and the price of oil was 20 bucks a barrel. It had been there for probably 100 years. And then suddenly we had that Arab oil embargo in 74 and the price jumped up to 50 bucks. And really what happened then is they realized they had some market power. And then there's the Iranian revolution in 1979. Remember they attacked the U.S. Embassy and they held our embassy right. people hostage for like nine months? Well, Iranian oil production fell and they were producing around two and a half million barrels a day then and the market got real tight and the price jumped up in 1979 dollars to 100 bucks a barrel. And then the Iranians and the Iraqis went to war for eight years. And when that war started, everyone assumed that, that both sides would bomb each other's oil production facilities, taking three and a half to four million barrels of oil off the market. It, a day. And the price jumped at that point to $115 a, no, the average price in 1980 was 115 bucks a barrel. It got higher, you know, at a couple of times. Now, here's what that means to us today. The price of things, because of inflation, has increased by seven times since then. Remember, you used to be able to get a cup of coffee mm -hmm. for five, five cents? Not anymore. That's what inflation has done since 1979. Mm -hmm. And if you correct that price of $125 or $115 of, uh, per barrel for inflation and compare it to how much money you're making otherwise, it's the same as if it were 450 bucks. So what's happened is the price of oil in real terms is way lower today than it used to be. But if we have a situation where the world thinks or where it actually happens, where that oil could be cut off, we have a benchmark for how much people will pay if the poop really hits the fan. What could happen this time? Uh, well, let's look here. And two things will happen. If 
they attack the Saudis again, or if they close the Straits of Hormuz, or importantly, if simply mm -hmm. the oil traders think that it could happen. Well, two things can happen. First off, prices of oil goes up, and we know what happened back in the in the in the 70s. It went from 20 bucks a barrel to 120 bucks a barrel, and people were paying a big share of their income just to drive their yeah. cars. The other thing that happened was the interesting thing. Everybody said, wait a minute, there could be shortages. And so everybody all at once went out and filled up their cars. And here's what happens then. Normally, day in, day out, there's about 10 million gallons, now 11 million gallons of diesel fuel sitting in car and truck tanks. And of course, those tanks aren't full all the time. They're about half full, right? Well, if everybody panicked and said, wait a minute, I want to make sure I don't run out. I'm going to go out and fill up my tanks. We would re That inventory would go from 12 million gallons to 20 million gallons mm -hmm. real quick. Like, you know, try to buy milk when a hurricane's coming, right? Because everybody buys milk. Well, if everybody buys diesel fuel, we'll have shortages. And I remember standing in line at the pump in the, in the, in the mid-70s trying to get my car filled. So there are two implications here. One of them is the price will get way higher than it is today. Maybe not $400 a barrel, but 200 is quite feasible. And the second thing is we could have spot shortages. So that's why it's important to really worry about it. Now, there's a couple other things to think about. And there are macroeconomic implications to this risk. In the 70s and early 80s, when the oil prices were going crazy, we had inflation that peaked at over 13% in 1980 for the whole year. And it, on a monthly basis, it got up to 16% at one point. What happened? Well, the federal government said, wait a minute, the Federal Reserve said, we can't have this going on. We're going to have to kill that inflation. And the way they killed the inflation was to kill the economy. And so in 1982, the economy shrunk by 2%, almost as much as it shrunk in 08 when we had that banking crisis. So not only are there oil problems, but because we use so much oil, inflation would start up again and the Federal Reserve would have to react. And it almost certainly means recession. So if we get problems in the, in the Middle East, if they attack the Saudis again, and oil gets up over 100 bucks a barrel, inflation will go up and the economy will go down. So what's the current situation in terms of the mess that we had last week or two weeks ago in the Saudis? The initial attacks took 5 million barrels a day off the market. And everybody said, okay, we have reserves, we're going to cover it. And fortunately, it hasn't caused shortages worldwide yet. Um, but the price of oil did jump up, uh, you know, 10, uh, 10 bucks a barrel almost immediately. Now, they're back down to the point where the, where the loss is only a million and a half barrels a day.
That doesn't sound like much until you understand that the normal surplus of oil is only 2 million barrels a day. So what happens is we've eliminated, in essence, for the time being, until the Saudis get all their production back up, we've eliminated um, uh, the surplus. So the oil markets are very touchy right now. And if we get another one of these attacks, or if the Iranians start um, get, get really PO'd and start firing missiles more at those tankers, the crude oil traders are going to say, hey, I, I'm going to bet on higher prices of oil. I'm going to close by giving you one more set of history. Back in 1980, when the price got to $118 a barrel, everybody assumed that there was a big shortage. Well, I was doing uh, uh, analysis back then, and, and after a couple of months, I started to look closely at the production figures, and I found out that there was no shortage. The, the world simply assumed there was, and it drove the price up. So fear itself can cause a problem. However, um, uh, I also knew that the price would come back down again because there was no shortage. So in this case, and it did, by the way, by the middle of the eight, 80s, the price was back down to 20 bucks a, uh, a barrel. When people had been talking about 200 or $300 oil, not in inflated terms either. So uh, just impressions, fears can drive the price up uh, and then it will come back down again eventually because the markets do react. But here's the point. In the, in the 80s, in the early 80s, the price of oil stayed high for more than a year. So if you're a broker and you're trying to manage pricing, you've got to really worry uh, about the possibility that fuel surcharges could double or triple for a while. And even though your friendly economist says it's, it's not going to last forever, you've got to deal with it for a year or more. So really what we're talking here about is managing risk. If there could be a snowstorm, you need a snowblower. And if there could be more problems over there in the Middle East, you need to be prepared as a broker for dealing with a couple of things. First off, spot shortages. Which of your carriers will have capacity? And the second thing is you need to be prepared to uh, manage wildly cycling prices. Uh, right now, fuel surcharges are what? Somewhere around uh, uh, 30 cents a mile. Well, they could go to 60 and then drop back down again. That's part of the job that you have is to manage manage that volatility. So, Matt, that's a, that's a, a quick summary of what's happening in the Middle East and why it's important to us. Noel, thanks so much, and we really appreciate your outstanding insights. One more question for you: Do you have any final thoughts for the three PL industry about this particular topic? Well, yeah, I'd I'd like to close with two thoughts. First off. Um, this is the time, both from an economic and a regulatory and a political situation, for people to be spending a little bit more time monitoring what's happening in the environment. So for the next 
you know, until things calm down in the Middle East, it's it will pay you to read those stories in the Wall Street Journal or your local paper or in whatever magazines you read or TV shows you watch or, for that matter, um, websites that you frequent. Read those articles about what's happening in the Middle East. Uh, that way, you won't be surprised if things fall off the cliff. Your competitors, who are hoping that nothing will happen, will be. And you'll have maybe a week, or two, uh, two weeks, or maybe even a month of a head start in dealing with the situation because you're aware of what's happening. And the second thing is I would do at least, at a minimum, the following prep. Make sure you understand what the formulas are for the fuel surcharges that you are in, in, involved with. Um, and um, you should, uh, uh, as a little exercise, plug in these numbers. Plug in $4 diesel and then plug in $5 diesel and see what happens to those fuel surcharges. Because $4 diesel is probably 40% probable over the next year, and $5 diesel is 30%, 25% probable. And if you know what's going to happen, then when the snowstorm hits, you'll know what to do with, your, with the fuel surcharges or covering the fuel surcharges when your competitors don't. So thanks again for having me, Matt. Uh, I'll be back in the future to talk about market events. Thanks again to Noel Perry for his insights and for educating us on this potential game changer for the transportation industry and the TIA community. Please visit tianet.org if you'd like to learn more about how TIA protects your business and influences growth and profitability for 3PLs of all sizes. Also, don't forget to join us in sunny Florida for TIA's Technovations Conference on November 12th through the 13th at the Ritz-Carlton Amelia Island to experience mind-blowing innovations at the only technology conference designed for 3PLs of all sizes. And again, thanks to our sponsor, truckstop.com, for being a valued member of our TIA's Delivers podcast. We'll see you next time.